You are listening to You've Got Five Options show, where every week Marta and Anna abandon their five children, two partners, and one cat to make a show especially for you. An artist, a challenge, a bullshit, a wisdom, and a surprise. Tune in and feel the magic of five. Hello, everyone. This is Marta. And this is Anna. And this is You've Got Five Options show. Yes, it is. And I can hear that it's going very well with creating our new intro. Yes, as you can see, the progress is stagnant. (laughs) And I would like to say that this is my inspirational quote for this week. The progress is stagnant. Yes, making loads of sense. Yeah, I actually think that we should write down and collect all these quotes. So then we can make a merch that no one will buy except of us and Dennis Dennis will buy it yes mm-hmm. yes what did you had last time uh, the devil uh, we love our devil the devil we know that we love the devil we know exactly plus uh, what else did we had Marta the truth is relevant the truth is relevant the shining moment of Marta from two episodes ago or three episodes ago and now we have uh, Jesus progress is stagnant exactly yeah yes well, dear listeners, today <laughs> dearly beloved, <laughs> yes, we that, have that came, here. yeah, that came last time as well. Yeah. So today we are making our remake. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, sorry, I was just uh, you know uh, swallowing coffee. Uh, so as you may or may not know, and hopefully you don't know, otherwise this is wasted thirty seconds of your listening time. This season we are doing uh, remakes of our most popular and most wanted by our listeners episodes, and our most downloaded episode of old old times, <laughs> of all time, and old time is actually. Marta, what was the title? It was a very deep title. It was a very deep title and I don't remember the title. Five insights that will lead you to a fulfilled and happy life, I believe. That will, no, that will completely change you and lead you to a fulfilled life. Yes, that was episode number three. Episode that we were even wondering right now, where the hell did we record it? Uh, It could have been in my bedroom, your bedroom. or whose library doc one, or maybe it was at uh, my old office or your old office. Yeah, we give it many goes. We, we gave it. Many oh goes. my god, it was a it was a struggle to to because it was such a great topic, you know, and we wanted to give so much value to the person that sent us the challenge. So we were just like, you know, I think we made five remakes back then. And uh, on a on an interesting side, this is the most listened episode, but this is also the most voted episode by our listeners to remake. So guys, yeah, 
Here it is. No pressure on us. So the struggle continues. The str- <laughs> <laughs> that is yet another inspirational <laughs> quote. <laughs> because the struggle continues. I have never struggled so much to prepare for a show like for this show. Oh, because with all this effort that we put, and Anna almost wrote a book uh, <laughs> about that challenge with uh, the whole challenge description mm-hmm. is quite long. Yeah. The whole like solution for the challenge. And then additionally, you wrote two Uh, articles mm-hmm. about one about uh, coping with a bad decision and one about uh, creating drama in your life. Yes, and the funny fa- the funny fact is that the drama article it's I think it's called five reasons you might create drama in your life without realizing it is our most visited uh, subsite on our website except of the homepage. It gets a very steady views every single day i don't know i don't know if the article is good or what but yeah thousands of people read it so in general what we want to tell you we have prepared very very thoroughly mm-hmm. to uh, to solving that challenge and that made me also like we solved this challenge so freaking well i have nothing more to say mm-hmm. however i did find something more to say, luckily. It wasn't easy and I had to like take a bath and <laughs> allow the wisdom to come from water and light and everything. But <laughs> and everything. But it I did come up with something. But yeah. the best thing, the absolutely best of all, and the cherry on the top is that when we received that challenge from Julian, it actually came from an email that I could reply to. Mm-hmm. It was not one of those uh, because it's possible to send us challenge completely anonymously. So on the five options that come five as a number. Yeah, you can still send us challenges, although who <laughs> would like to se- send us a challenge after hearing how we solve it? Oh, okay, never mind. Uh, I know. What rewinding, rewinding. Yes. Uh, so uh, I wrote Julian mm-hmm. asking her for her reflections. After two and a half years. Yes. Wow. So the cherry on the top is that she replied. Wow, nice. Yes. So I will be able to share with you uh, reflections of the person that have actually submitted that challenge two years and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And now let's hear the challenge. Yes, we will. But I, I just have a question uh, before we will play the jingle. Um, is the feedback good? It's or is it something like and it's also getting like uh, spicy details. Really? Yes. Because I was wondering if this <coughs> is something like, dear, you've got five options. You suck. <laughs> no. Okay. Awesome. No. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Let's hit the jingle. A very challenging challenge of the week. Okay, so I have the challenge description and this is the message we received from Julianne and I will read it now and it's long, so stay with me, but it's very, very rich in information. 
I am a chaotic, impulsive person. I cannot stand having a quiet life. The second it starts getting steady and peaceful, I manage to create something that messes everything up. I like excitement and challenges and when everything goes perfectly and smoothly, when everything falls into place, then my alarm starts ticking and I start working on the next mess. It worked quite okay for me until I got family and kids. Before it only involved me. Now it affects my family and it started not to be okay anymore. Examples. I had a job where I started mastering more or less what I had to do. I knew key persons that made my job easier. I was on the top of my game. Then it started getting too perfect. So I resigned and I started something else just like that impulsively. I am a very impulsive person in a bracket. The new job was a nightmare. I had a terrible manager. It affected me so much as well as my family since every time I came home, I was crying. I was only thinking of what to do next morning because I didn't want to meet this manager. I wasn't there for my kids. I had simply no energy or strength to be with them. I had to see a doctor who advised me to quit. So I started looking for something else and the whole journey was a mess, but not in a good way. And the worst uh, was that it didn't only affect me, but my kids and husband. The problem is that I still have the need to make a mess wherever everything is going fine. I didn't learn from the past experiences and I'm selfish to still mess up again even if I know that it will affect my family. But on the other hand, my life would be so boring and I know I would get depressed. I was there too, and that would be even worse for my kids. Anyway, you will probably think that this is a luxury problem, but it is really something I would like to heal so I can be happy with a peaceful and quiet life. Wow, I remember I have so many uh, flashbacks now. I remember we were discussing what the luxury problems are. And I think one of the examples we gave, I don't know which Lamborghini to drive today to work or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, it wasn't definitely a luxury problem. It was something that I think many of us are coping with. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Definitely a challenge that is close to many women. Mm -hmm. And uh, as you can see, we did receive quite a lot of information in that uh, challenge description. Mm -hmm. And uh, as we have mentioned, we have really prepared ourselves very, very thoroughly. We gave it many tries before we were satisfied enough to actually uh, put this online. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it seems uh, people are still listening to it. Yes. It, I'm more, more than ever. I'm wondering if it might have something to do that there was like a lot of uh, hashtag beneficial Trump. Yes, I think I this exactly crossed my mind because one thing is I remember that a couple of months ago uh, on some mother's group uh, on Facebook, uh, one mother asked about something of this kind, this kind of problem. And I shared this episode like, guys, if you want to, you can listen to this episode. I did that challenge with my uh, best friend once on our podcast. And since then, I saw a gradual increase in downloads. 
But then it went to levels that I don't even know what to say. And when I was re-listening to this challenge, I discovered that we have talked quite a lot about Donald Trump. It was just at the beginning of uh, of his uh, term. And we even coined a hashtag beneficial Trump because we used him as a as a figure figure of comparison and, and stuff. And we even wanted to send it to him so he can also have more peaceful and quiet life and create less drama. So I actually think that that might have somehow helped. Yeah, but we didn't send it to him as we can see. No, no, uh, no, we didn't. On his no. performance. No, or, or he didn't listen or he didn't take anything into consideration. I don't know. Or maybe he listens to it, you know, maybe that's all the downloads are actually from <laughs> Donald Trump. Maybe he every night just suits himself to bed uh, with this podcast thinking next day I will do better. I will listen to you've got five options advice. And then the next day comes and he he just cannot, you know, do it better. And then he listens to it again. It could be. Yes, it could be. The chances are very low but it but it is uh, you know until someone will show me a footage of donald trump in the evening not listening to this episode i will keep that little gate open okay if it's important to you let's keep it this way and <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> now i see that my our new uh, banner picture on website uh, actually makes a lot make, of sense. makes a lot of sense yes. uh, visit the five options.com to see what i mean <laughs> so i wanted to tell you very very briefly as a reminder what were the options that we gave yeah because when julian is answering uh, she is uh, referring to the options. Mm. So I just want to bring them briefly. We gave five options. Option number one was fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. Option number two was drama creation. Make sure your need for excitement comes from a good place. Mm. What an enigmatic uh, option. Option number three, forgive and accept yourself. Option number four, finding balance. Get in sync with yourself and realize your true potential. And option number five, find your passion and channel it in a constructive way. Mm. And uh, in, the op in the first option, fake it till you make it, we were talking a lot about peaceful versus quiet life mm -hmm. and that there is a difference. And a peaceful life is a life where you are at peace with yourself and it doesn't have to be quiet. It can be quiet but doesn't have to. Exactly. And uh, you actually, Anna, talked quite a lot about reprogramming yourself and talking yourself into Which something. I find quite ironic because two and a half years later and you are a specialist on that. It's really, really interesting. You know, in this mm -hmm. program, uh, I wanted to prepare little audios. I, w I just uh, wasn't able to do it at all. But w I listened to the program like four times uh, mm -hmm. as a preparation for this episode. And uh, I was saying something like, we are not therapists, because uh, uh, Julian was saying like uh, that she needs some healing. She would like mm -hmm. to heal some of these areas. And I was like, and we are not therapists so that we cannot heal you this. We would love to, but we are not. And the next month I signed up for my uh, coaching uh, education. In three months, I uh, signed up for a conscious healing program. Yeah, yeah it's really <laughs> it's, uh, ironic. Yeah, but it's also like you can hear in my voice, in the way I talk about it, mm -hmm. the passion. It was at the time when I was trying to discover my passion mm -hmm. and what it was. So quite an amazing, quite an amazing journey. 
And uh, then in the second option, uh, we uh, were talking about drama creation mm -hmm. and making sure your need for ex excitement comes from a good place, mm. how, <laughs> how, mm. however enigmatic it sounds. I think it's a very relevant option. Yes, you, Anna, have come up with five reasons why uh, people may be uh, creating drama. And one was that you like the adrenaline and the energy that comes with it. Mm -hmm. Another one was that drama and mess distract you from facing your real issues and challenges. Mm -hmm. Three was drama is familiar to you because those are the conditions you were raised in, you are used to. Number four was your mess creation is a cry for help. And the last one, self-fulfilling prophecy. You create a mess to confirm that you always create a mess. Oh, that's a coincidence. We were just talking about self-fulfilling prophecy three days ago at via university college because sometimes we even lecture the students so wow nice 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 yeah and really like uh, whatever you know you have written here is like what i work with people on now you know as my profession that's so amazing mm -hmm. and i really you know think that what we came up with at that point of time without mm -hmm. any you know like education in it yeah pretty amazing and then the third in the third option forgive and accept yourself uh, we were talking a lot about the what is a bad decision and good decision and we have uh, talked about it recently in another podcast yeah. so uh, i'm not going to bring it up much however it was very important here to forgive yourself for the decisions that created some outcomes mm -hmm. that you are not happy with and make amends if necessary with people who mm -hmm. may have been affected and then, you know, accept yourself for yeah, who you are. Yeah, exactly. And I remember I was also talking about uh, the, the bad decision versus the good decision. And I remember that in the description that I just read to you guys, it was written that, you know, she made an impulsive decision how she can stop making impulsive decisions. That's the shortcut because they are bad. And then we talked what would happen if she would make the impulsive decision of changing the job. And the job was amazing. Would she say that uh, it's bad to make impulsive decisions or, do, or would she say, guys, follow your heart. I made an impulsive decision and I came on the top. I have a great job. So it's not about the impulsiveness of the decision, but of the out. It's all about the outcome. So if the outcome was not good, then she somehow associated impulsiveness with bad decisions. And that was important distinction to keep in mind that this is not necessarily the same. Yeah, and uh, it was also you made a really good point there about, yeah, you can see yourself as a, you know, impulsive person or a mess maker. Mm -hmm. You know, you can see yourself in that kind of negative way, or you can see yourself as inspiring, fearless, fascinating, mm -hmm. someone who can move mountains and inspire people. Yeah, them. I remember we also talked that, you know, you have to have cojones just to come into the office and say, you know, I don't like this job, I quit and and just jump into a next thing. And some people can take months or years to make decisions like this. So uh, you can see it as something that potentially cre cre can create mess, but you can also see it as something that can bring you fantastic things and you can use this energy and this impulsiveness as as we call it as uh, as uh, something great 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And then we, in option number four, uh, finding balance, get in sync with yourself and realize your true potential. Uh, we were talking about accept, accepting and acknowledging who you really are and starting to gradually fitting that self-defined self into uh, the social roles that you are mm-hmm. currently playing. We were talking a lot and this is an endless you know, discussion about how you are already wrong even before you became a mom. Yeah. <laughs> you already screw it up. Yeah. And uh, there is a lot of pressure, a lot of judgment, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of, yeah, in motherhood and yeah. the way you are as a mom and as a wife. So uh, th- that was a big part of this discussion. And then the last option was find your passion and channel it in a constructive way. And that was about remembering or rediscovering what is your life purpose and passion and using it also with your kids, with your family Mm -hmm. and in general in your life. Now, I think this is a really great introductionary episode to everything we were doing regarding, not regarding, (laughs) regarding, uh, yeah, finding your why, decision making. Uh, reprogramming yourself we that's why it caused us such a such a huge uh, hurdle because we had so many concepts that we put into one uh, one podcast episode and uh, wow we did a really good job yes we did a really good job and therefore I was uh, having this period of like how will I even add mm-hmm. you know value to it mm-hmm. how can we make a good remake so luckily uh, Julian has written to mm-hmm. us, uh, very grateful for that. And we will look into it after we listen to the song. Ooh, so now I we have the artist of the nice week. A nice artist of the week uh, moment. Yeah. Superman Music brings to you Artist of the Week. So guys, if you remember, or if you don't remember, or you didn't know, why do I always start it in this way, Jesus? For our regular listeners, you might be aware of the fact that we, as a, as a radio show, we are actually accepting submissions for songs to be played on the radio because we want to support independent musicians who normally wouldn't have a chance to be on the airwaves. And uh, one of the people that have sent us uh, her song uh, to play today is, and now maybe Dennis will help me. <laughs> yes, and the surname? Uh, what was it? Uh, Pukal. Yes, and uh, thank you, Jesus. I will try now. Gry, gry, gry. Dennis? <laughs> exactly. I even had a discussion with her today morning and I wrote her on Messenger. Listen, I won't be able to pronounce your name. Can you send me a voicemail and I will learn it? And I couldn't. So then I was like, Dennis, can you help me? So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm very sorry. Gri. G- <laughs> I just want to tell you guys that for a Polish person it's really difficult to generate certain a certain sounds in the English language. <laughs> That's why the problem. So one of the people who send us the song is 
Yes, and she has uh, done it via supermoonmusic.dk because uh, Dave, our uh, jingle creator, is doing the music selection. And uh, yeah, the, so the song was picked up by Dave and sent to us, so we will play it today. If you are interested in your song being played on the radio, then all you have to do is to go to the fiveoptions.com, five as a number. And now when I talk about it, the fiveoptions.com, five as a number, means that the five in the five options is a number five, not that it's the website address, although I think everyone knew that. But okay, and you can on the first page actually see the submission uh, instructions for your song. So if you want to submit the song, please do so. I also have received uh, just a second. I have received a very uh, short one sentence um, memo from Gree. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You seem like a, such a sweet person and you told me over the message that it's okay and you understand the struggle. Uh, so, uh, but one more time, I'm sorry. Uh, you wrote, hi again, unless spontaneous inspiration will grant me a vocal message at some morning stop, here's what I want to say about myself. So unfortunately, the inspiration didn't struck her. She was actually traveling from France and she was sending all those things when she was in a bus. So I'm super grateful that she have made the effort and she wrote i work with paints sounds and songwriting the song carries a current strength and joy in clarity its soundscape has been dressed in collaboration with jacob mateo big cheers for sound engineering backing vocals and piano thank you for playing and the song title is you carry the light <laughs> It's not what it seems We are divine We carry the light Let it root through your being Through all that you're seeing Let in the breeze That perishes to
So that was a lovely song. You carried the light from our lovely artist. Thank you, How Marta. How did it go? It How went. <laughs> Dennis. It went fine. It went fine. It went better than if I would do it. And uh, she is also an artist. She paints. Um, and she has uh, quite some amazing work. For those of you who are watching us on TV, you probably have seen a slideshow with her uh, art and paintings. All the information about our Artist of the Week and where can you hear the song again and how to see her paintings and maybe even purchase them will be available on our website in the show notes of this episode, which will be episode 152 or 3. I have not calculated that yet, but you will be noted. So back to you, Marta. Yes. So that sounded like a song I could add to my playlist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say that I'm always uh, again and again impressed by the music that people are doing in their uh, little studios or uh, the the, the drive to create and you know a music industry is like a one big bitch and uh, and the fact that people are creating and creating fantastic music that I would expect to hear normally on some playlist on Spotify or even on the radio uh, really amazes me so I think if 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 you don't think anything good about this podcast or the radio show, at least maybe this will convince you that we are doing something worthwhile. And I feel like we are doing something worthwhile by giving a bit of an airtime on FM in our host to those artists. Yep. Yes. Now coming back to remake of a challenge yes. uh, entitled Five Insights That Will Completely Change You and Lead You to a Fulfilled Life. It's such an ambitious title. Jesus Very no ambitious <laughs> title. And now uh, we are going to read a letter that we have received from Julian, who has sent us that first challenge back in 2017. Yeah, yeah. So here it comes. Mm -hmm. Dear Marta and Anna, I went through the five options again, and your and Anna's analysis are, oh my God, mm -hmm. so spot on. OMG. And believe me, this is not to throw flowers on you. <laughs> but I have nothing against Which? that. <laughs> Please do so. <laughs> Which is apparently uh, coming from French, fakely to be kind compliment you. So, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind having flowers no, thrown at no. me either. Yeah. Like just literally. Do it. Literally yeah. do it, please. But truly is. Now I cannot remember exactly when I sent my challenge to you. I can see that you solved it in September 2017. But I can tell you that I have mainly used option two and three. Drama creation. Make sure your, your need for excitement comes from a good place and forgive and accept yourself. Hmm. Option four, finding balance, get in sync with yourself and realize your true potential. I fully agree with this option, but it is so hard to ignore what others think about you. 
For example, I had to go on month traveling with work away from my kids. But I got beaten up so hardly by my mom that I can't help feeling guilty about it. Jesus, I hope it was figuratively, not literally. (laughs) (laughs) That we don't know. Also, because there is a wisdom in being the mother that society expects you to be, right? Mm -hmm. So my mom is probably true in blaming me for leaving my kids for a month. Even though I try to come home every two weeks, I managed to celebrate my child's birthday and invite all the class during the two days I was back in Denmark. But still, that didn't help me live up to the standard of a good mother. And I will pause because Mm -hmm. then there is another part because I would like us to give a little commentary to -hmm. this part. Mm -hmm. And you can still see how much judgment and Mm -hmm. heaviness there is in motherhood. So if I understand this correctly, she had to go on a business assignment for a month and she came back in the middle of that business assignment because she wanted to be with one of her children on the birthday and within those two days she even managed to throw a whole birthday party uh, for the kids and stuff and and she still feels or or her mom at least feels that she failed right yeah like this is this is a really big deal and i was thinking like why would somebody's mom beat their kid up on their life choices, you know, Mm -hmm. like you choose, I mean, you choose to travel for work. Mm -hmm. It could be that if you say no, that you don't want to travel, you're actually going to lose your job. Mm -hmm. It might not be, I mean, still a choice. You might, you know, uh, it, it is still a choice. However, why would somebody's mom have such a strong, like, you know, opinion about it? apparently an adult, uh, you know, daughter who has had the kids for a while because already two years and a half ago, those kids were were there. You could understand quite big kids. Mm -hmm. And uh, now, so it it has to be some sort of a bigger kids. It's not Mm -hmm. like leaving uh, infants, you know, for a month. So I was like, probably this mom is speaking from a point of view of her own pain. Mm-hmm. She probably was not uh, daring to, you know, follow her own heart, her own passion and do something for herself. She was probably quitting all that, you know, for being a mom mm-hmm. and her own daughter doing differently probably triggers that pain up in yeah. her. That is, of course, a speculation, but that is, in my opinion, a very good guess, Marta, that it, it comes from, yeah, uh, it's like that's not the right way to do it. I know what was the right way to do it. I also had a, a, a thought that it could be actually the other way around, that maybe the mother was actually traveling when the, when Julian was little. And uh, she then uh, realized or came to the conclusion that this was wrong and she wouldn't like her daughter to do the same mistakes as she did. So that could be uh, another side of the same coin. But it yeah. comes definitely from her own mom point of view and probably some uh, pain point as well. Yeah, because I mean, why else would you be, you know, meddling Mm -hmm. so much into your adult child's uh, life? Yeah. To be like, I mean, uh, Julienne, she she writes she felt, you know, beaten 
mm-hmm. you know, beaten up by her mom and hopefully not. Be, I really hope it's not literal because then, then it's a completely new challenge that we are having. But uh, you are right. And I'm thinking now when I recall it, my mom also can give me some snarky comments about the way I uh, raise my daughters. But it's never like I'm being beaten up. Uh, yeah. verbally in this case or physically for the decisions I'm doing regarding raising my children. So uh, I think we cannot avoid commentary from our parents in most of the cases, but that sounds quite uh, drastic, to be honest. Yeah. And also what is important here, people will always have opinions. Mm-hmm. People will always have opinions. And we've had that discussion in the first podcast. When it comes to children, you know, you really can face a situation where, you know, you quit your life in mm-hmm. order to be a mom. Yeah. And that heaviness comes onto your children and the kids feel guilty that you have wasted your life mm-hmm. uh, for them. Then when they are can, adults, yeah. Then, then can be the, all the opposite, mm-hmm. where the kids will be like, my mom was never there. Mm-hmm. She was always, you know, somewhere out. And they can blame you for that too. Mm-hmm. And I came to a conclusion is that, these people who are our children, at some point they become adults and no matter the life choices you have made, if they are a mature, compassionate adult, they will understand you whether you have decided to stay home or you have decided to pursue your career Mm -hmm. and they will be compassionate and understanding towards that or they will blame you regardless of the choice. So regardless, if you will stay home, they will be like, you never showed me how to be a real, I don't know, female who, you know, who travels and takes the world or they will blame you for, you know, like Mm -hmm. traveling and you're never being there. So as humans, we need to follow our hearts Mm -hmm. and what is best for us, because when we are acting in our own highest good, we are acting in the highest good of all and our children might blame us regardless of the choice we make or might be totally understanding and Mm -hmm. compassionate regardless of the choice. Then uh, Julian writes, you mention yourself that there is some wisdom in stereotypes and that's why I still feel bad about messing up a bit the mom stereotype. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted us to talk today about it Mm -hmm. because I believe that we may have mentioned that there may be some wisdom in Mm -hmm. stereotypes. But I don't think that we ever did it in a way that we should stick to the, you know, mom stereotype. Mm -hmm. Do you remember, like, I listened to that podcast several times, and I didn't catch it. I didn't catch this uh, phrase, where we were uh, talking about that, you know, there is some wisdom in stereotype, maybe in another podcast, we were talking about it. Do you recall? I don't recall this, to be honest. And I listened to that podcast three times, wisdom in stereotype, maybe we phrased it differently. And this is how Julian understood it. There is definitely, I think we were talking definitely about the ancient ancient wisdom of, you know, uh, having your own instinct of being a mother, that there is so many people around us that are telling us how to be a mom. And we are supposed to listen to society, our mother, our mother-in-law, our friends, the doctor, the pedagogue, and everyone has 150 different advice types. uh, When in reality, uh, mothers instinctively should know what's the best for their child. So that I recall, yeah. but I don't recall the, the wisdom in stereotype. Yeah, so uh, maybe... We are Pro- sorry, Julian. Yeah, 
Yeah. So maybe it was about the archetype more than stereotype yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, listening to your intuition in yeah. what's best for mm-hmm. you and for your family, for sure. So we in no means, I mean, there is a part of wisdom in everything. There is a part of wisdom in every bullshit. <laughs> you know, there is usually a grain of truth or mm-hmm. uh, something you can learn from it, even if it's like just totally flip coin <laughs> yeah. thing. So, yes, in that way. However, we are all for creating your own uh, version mm-hmm. of what kind of mother and woman you want to be. But there is a good point in feeling guilty for messing up the stereotype. Because even if we are now being told that we should, you know, we as mothers should follow intuition more and stuff, there are still stereotypes on what mother should be depending on the country and the culture and many other things. And I think even if we are trying to be true to ourselves, we still feel guilty for messing up that stereotype. And here I will agree with Julian 100%. And I still have a problem with that because when I think about it, in Polish stereotype, you should be stay-at-home mom and you should be working. You you, you just have so many shoulds. Because it, it, Marta, it is connected with a secret Polish uh, government plan to clone women, you know, <laughs> so they can work and raise children. And be beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. So it's that's joke. why you it, know it's that, right? just simply impossible. Yeah, and of is. course, of course, it's something that has been programmed mm-hmm. into our brains since we were little, how girls should and shouldn't be behaving. There is just so much contradiction mm-hmm. in it, like so much contradiction that it just makes it ridiculous. Yeah, I think men are going through exactly the same thing, although women cases are more highlighted, because men are also getting all this conflict boys, you should not be a pussy and don't cry, you should be a man and have a career to support your women, women like attractive men, then on the other hand, you should show your feminine side, you should show emotion, you should not be so toxic masculinity type of guy. I think it's so confusing for boys and for men as well. So, yeah, uh, screw you, society. (laughs) Yeah, so just to point out that it's illogical. It's Mm -hmm. actually illogical. Okay, now I want to move on to the second part of the letter from uh, Julian. So it comes here. I did not, however, stop being myself. And I did more mess since 2017 Mm. that I am proud of. Uh-huh. That's good news. Because this is who I am. And I love the option of accepting and embracing who I am. Also, the one that says that impulsiveness is not the problem. The problem is the outcome. And that we could have reached a bad outcome after a thoroughly thought through decision. My shining moment. I have bought a house last year impulsively. I asked my husband what he thought. He wasn't really interested. I asked him to come (laughs) and look at it. He did not want to waste his time. (laughs) And I asked him to really consider it as I see it as a good option. He did not want to. I went there without talking to any bank. I know, I know, not very smart. (laughs) To look at it. And I loved it. Very, very old, almost falling apart house. <laughs> Julian. But I fell in love with it okay. and it felt right. So I bought it on the spot. <laughs> Signed paper, same day. And that is, I have to say, that is quite hardcore. And That's that hardcore. lady really has cojones. 
and I did not say anything to my husband until the deadline for paying off the house almost hit and the banks did not accept to grant me the loan. He asked for divorce and told me to plead insanity to get away with it. <laughs> my kids were literally disgusted by the state of the house when I took them to see it, but I was blindly in love with that house. I didn't allow them to criticize it. Well, it ended up well. After a lot of drama and stress and an expensive loan, we are renovating it. And I was happy throughout the whole journey because I listened to myself and acted based on who I truly am. That is who I am. And being me makes me happy. I am not a person that plans things and think things through. I need to feel it. And if it feels right, I will go for it. All of the people surrounding me have criticized my decision and literally said it was stupid. But I know that I would have been miserable if I didn't go for it. If I didn't experience all that mess and challenges, if I didn't experience the joy of seeing the new walls build up. I need to work more and being proud of who I am and assuming it fully. It is still hard for me, especially regarding the, mom's, the mom status. Marta, we created a monster. <laughs> Of course, no, no. Uh, this is, of course, a joke, but <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Well, I have to say I will not judge if the decision was stupid or not. First of all, not my decision to judge. Uh, there is definitely a whole story behind this. I am absolutely sure because I find it strange that Julianne was asking for her husband's involvement on several occasions to look at the house, what he thinks about it. And from what I understood, he's, he was not interested and he was not giving any opinion. Um, so it's hard to see how their situation is because maybe this is how they uh, how they have a relationship, meaning like, you know, do whatever you want. You know, it's, it's your life, your business. So uh, if that's the case, then I understand why she made that decision herself. Um, that's number one. Number two, well, I think that I could understand why husband was upset and I could understand why kids were disgusted <laughs> as well. Uh, kids are kids, you know, they probably saw uh, falling apart as it is uh, described in the challenge in the in the letter falling apart house, you know, no kid want to move into a falling apart house because she has a vision of how she will renovate it. But the kids just see what they see. So that's number one. But uh, this uh, divorce thing and the <laughs> insanity claim that was hardcore also on her husband's side. The insanity claim, I mean, um, it's it's a lot of things to address here and I don't have a right context, but I think that uh, it, it, it is a control. <laughs> I cannot say anything. I think it's controversial without more information. It's hard to, to judge. But for me, that was quite ballsy. Well, for me, I mean, what comes through is that she really went much higher with accepting mm -hmm. how she is mm -hmm. and she felt it was the house for her. Mm -hmm. You know, she felt she wants to live in that house. Mm -hmm. And she did give quite a lot of chances for her husband to jump onto that journey. Mm -hmm. He did not want to do it. And, you know, she 
stays strong after I know it feels right. I know if I wouldn't buy it, I would feel miserable. Mm -hmm. I know this is the one. So it really shows how much stronger she is right now. That's true. With uh, sticking to her own decision and what feels right for her. Of course, you know, like there is a lot of understanding from my side to the husband as well. Mm -hmm. However, just uh, having the first uh, letter from Julian or the first challenge mm -hmm. description where she felt so bad because of taking an impulsive mm -hmm. decision, how much stronger she mm -hmm. comes across now when it comes to standing by her own decision. And uh, of course, nice to hear that everything ended up well, mm -hmm. that uh, as far as we can understand from the challenge description, there was no divorce and they are renovating the house and they will end up uh, in this place uh, together. Mm -hmm. It does seem this way and it does, you know, and then the uh, ending point is I need to work more on being proud of who I am and assuming it fully. It is still hard for me, especially regarding the mom status. Mm -hmm. And this is so I, I resonate with it so much. Mm -hmm. I resonate with it so much. I think this uh, scrutiny, <laughs> what is the word? Scrutiny. Scrutiny, scrutiny. of motherhood. Yeah, it's so high. It's very hard to carry. Yeah, it's very, very hard to carry. It's very, very hard to get out of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and the worst is when the mothers are the ones judging mothers mm -hmm. and especially our own mothers judging us. That's a that's a very hard uh, thing to take. So for the last few minutes of the show, I since it's a remake and I also wanted to come up with something to actually remake it. Mm -hmm. And I have come up with, I was like, what the hell could I add on to this show? And I was like, just lying down with my bath in my bathtub, waiting <laughs> for the inspiration to come. And I was like, come on, there has to be something. I was like, okay, so I can resonate a lot with that challenge, especially when it comes to the part of feeling the way you feel as a mother. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, how can I, how am I attempting reaching the fulfilled life you mm -hmm. know like like what's my own individual take mm -hmm. on uh, living a fulfilled life and i came up with these five things first one is always have your own back so that is the thing and it came very profoundly also from that uh, description from the second uh, from the letter we received now that uh, julian is really having her own back especially she showed it in regards to the house, mm -hmm. not entirely in regards to, you know, to that dynamic with her own mom. So really, really have your own back. You're the only person that is an expert in your own life. You are the only person who knows yourself 100%, you know, from the day you are born. Your mom knew you probably very well at the beginning, but with the time, so much happens inside of you yeah. that you don't even share with mm -hmm. your parents and then you grow apart, you start your own family, you become a mother yourself. So always, always have your own back. So that was like the first thing, uh, because someone will be always judging you. Someone will always have a problem with how you live your life, no matter how hard you try to please everyone. Mm -hmm. It's simply impossible. The second thing I came up with is when it comes to choices, when it comes to making decisions and uh, so on, it's choose from the place of love, not fear. And this is something that I have been pondering about uh, or on or whatever you Upon? use. 
ponder upon, ponder mm-hmm. about? Reflecting on. Okay. That's something I've been reflecting on a lot, that very often we take decisions because of the fear, because of being afraid to put yourself out there, do something that you really want to do. And actually all those decisions that seem to be the, you know, the right decision from the intellectual point of view, the one that has all the pros, uh, you know, this something that you on paper looks like the right decision. It's very often the one that is out of fear. Mm -hmm. And that is totally correct. And I believe that when you take a decision, when you make a decision from a place of love, not also this rebellious, I'm going to show you, you you know, you're telling me that I cannot do it. So I'm just going to do it, you know, not to prove anything really from a place of love, really from that place of I'm, I, I'm accepting that there might be consequences. I just feel this is the right decision. Everything inside of me is telling me that this is the right decision mm-hmm. and I'm doing it out of love. So that was that was my second Mm-hmm. Thing the third thing was let go of the pressure related to kids, and that I already spoke about previously. Your kids might blame you regardless of your choices. Really, That's no matter what they are made for, no matter what you choose, your kids will either blame you no matter what you choose, <laughs> mm-hmm. or they will not blame you at all, no matter what you choose. So that was, that's my very, very, uh, yeah, I believe you really need to look into what you feel is the best mm-hmm. and trust your instinct. And then number four, listen to your inner wisdom. Others always speak from their own perspective. So when someone else is telling you it's not a good idea to travel for work, to leave your kids, it's not a good idea to take impulsive decision or something, they talk from their own perspective, from their own life you are a different person. They are not experts in your own life. And then the last one is keep on staying on course. So this thing about purpose, having your own purpose, having your own passion and staying on course with that, because it's so easy to get off course (laughs) when you become a mom. Of course. (laughs) Of course, it's easy to stay off course course. uh, when you are becoming a parent. Mm -hmm. That's correct. It's really easy to use your kids as excuse, not to be doing what you were really supposed to be doing with your life. And it's not a fair thing to do to your kids either, Mm -hmm. because that's something that majority of the kids are not happy about hearing that oh, I really wanted to be a singer or a dancer, but I uh, decided to do it for you to stay home. And now I'm miserable and I feel like I've wasted my life. Love me. (laughs) Kids don't want that. No. No. So uh, that was kind of like what I, what is my attempt on fulfilled life? Mm -hmm. These are like like my five principles, Mm -hmm. uh, five guiding stars on how to, yeah, how to pursue this fulfilled life. Probably the biggest one should be be present or something. But where, it didn't make the are. cut. But it <laughs> didn't like make the cut. Five, five B, option yeah. five B. And five C would be have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anna, do you have any, uh, your own like golden rules or your own takes on fulfilled life? Oh my God, yeah. Um, I would say, Relax and take it easy. 
really life is not as serious as it seems it's a it's a journey full of fun but also weird things and really relax it will be okay number two i guess i would say this will also pass that's actually a quote from a movie my best friend's wedding i remember there is a scene with julia roberts who is trying to stop the wedding of her best friend because she realizes that she is in love with him and then she does something completely stupid and she's sitting uh, in a hotel uh, corridor in, in front of her room smoking a cigarette and i think uh, uh, someone from the maintenance of the hotel talks with her that she cannot smoke and she's like, I don't care. And he says, you know what my grandmother always says? This will also pass. So everything that you are going through, even if it's horrible and hard and and you are sad or, or angry or whatever, this will also pass. I remember things when I was really um, in a bad state or heartbroken or things were not going my way. Guess what? It passed. It's a it's a it's a wisdom that I always stick to when times get rough. Um, those are two so far. But, you know, I, I, I really looked into it <laughs> and gave myself long time, you know, to come up yeah. with it. So as uh, doing it on the spot, it really... It really, really is, yeah. I would also say, um, yeah, sometimes do that five seconds of courage thing, you know. If you, if you get courage to do something, just do it. I guess it goes in line with uh, Julian and her impulsiveness. Um... Take care of yourself in a way, make yourself an interesting person for yourself because you spend time with yourself. Imagine that you would have to end up in a, a deserted island or you are uh, in a room and the only person, the only thing you have is yourself. Try to make it interesting, you know, try to even have conversations, develop your skills, uh, not for anyone or for success, for yourself. So you actually would be like, yeah, that's a cool person. And yeah, the last would be drink a little, party a little, hug strangers, smile to people. Don't be afraid to be crazy or a little bit quirky or bizarre. Um, that goes, that ties very well with, uh, you know, relax. Don't take yourself so seriously. Ta-da, five. Yay, wow, I'm really impressed. Probably I would remake them if I would have more time to think about it, but that's what came to my mind. You did awesome. As Thank for being like on the spot, yeah, really, really cool. Thank you, Marta. Mm -hmm. You're very welcome. And I think we are very close to ending the, the closing show. statements, Marta. Uh, the closing statement uh, from me is thank you so much, Julian, for yeah. first of all, trusting us with your challenge for the first time, uh, because it was one of uh, our first challenges we mm -hmm. have received. It was challenge number three. And also thank you for sharing your story so profoundly. Yeah. Um, it was quite a long letter. And taking time actually to write it. Yeah. So thank you so much. Thank you, our listeners. Have fun. Have fun, guys. And as our outro is playing, I will only remind you that you can send us your life challenge on the5options.com and you can do it absolutely anonymously because no email address is required. So, guys, if you have a challenge, send it. We'll solve it. Bye, and we will hear each other next week. Bye. Visit our website, the5options.com. Oh,
We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you will come for more. That's all, folks! <laughs>